There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer, contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode Of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course Man, uh, I'm I'm coming off the, A nice little week of Man, unplugging from From the outside world For the most part And it was a beautiful And much needed thing I hope, uh, man, those of y'all who were able to take off for the holiday, hope you enjoyed it, spent that time with your family. Oh, man, got to collect your thoughts a little bit. There's been so much happening in the world. And, and man, it's just been a really difficult time. So I hope that, you know, you're beginning to enjoy some of this nice weather, some of the holiday, uh, depending on where you are, uh, man, in the in the world, I guess, listening to this. But I wanted to to get into something on today's show and I'll preface it by saying you know this this is a podcast obviously meant for Latinos in this country and and as a part of that my goal is to also bring up topics and conversations and ideas that are not normally spoken about in our community you know but that I think would be incredibly beneficial for us to to learn about you know and the the topic of spirituality in general i feel like is not really spoken about in our community especially if you come from a religious background and and many people uh may feel like you're taking away credit from god when you talk about the universe and and you talk about being spiritual rather than religious which is kind of how i identify more so as 
So I say that to say today is going to be one of those conversations that I feel like is not normally talked about when it comes to content in our community, but I think it'd be incredibly beneficial and incredibly important for us to to hear um, you know, these these types of things and to discuss them. And and the topic I'm talking about today is the idea of of surrender, right? And uh forgive me if this comes across as a bit hokey. I promise I'm not gonna start talking about some uh crystals or or you know uh some sort of like energy vibes auras and, and all this hokey type of shit which says nothing wrong with if that's your thing nothing wrong with it i haven't delved into that world yet necessarily uh when it comes to, to spirituality but to me this this topic of of surrender is more so allowing things to to happen as they're meant to happen, right? And not to stress over things and and not to um, get too caught up in how something's going to happen or wanting to force something to happen right now. You know, I think that regardless of kind of where you are in your journey of spirituality, I, I think we probably all can agree that there are greater forces at work than just ourselves as, as human beings, right? I think that there is a, a flow to this world, to the universe, to whatever you want to call it, to, to God's plan, to the universe, whatever whatever you sort of subscribe to, whatever notion you, you subscribe to, I don't want to get caught up on semantics or or sort of just like, uh, you know, how we phrase it, but there is something greater at work, right? There there are things that happen that we can't necessarily explain or that um, sort of happen in this incredibly perfect way that we are only able to recognize, uh, you know, after the fact, after they happen, we're able to see, wow, all that shit had to line up in order for you know, me to to do this one thing for me to meet that one person, right? How many crazy stories people have of of how they met the person they end up marrying or, or how they met their business partner, how they got into the, the field that they're in, all of the above, right? Like so many different things at work that have to happen, that have to, um, you know, so many different dominoes that have to fall in order for you to to get to a specific place. And this is something I've been sort of struggling with as of late because I'm somebody who is is somebody who like moves with like brute force right I, I i identify what i want i make a plan of action and i just fucking go 100 miles an hour towards it right and and that's been really beneficial for me in my career and has developed a, a lot of different opportunities but i've also recognized now the importance of patience the the power and sort of sitting back and allowing your work to kind of um develop right to to give your your efforts, the time to to develop into something and, and to not just keep forging ahead because, you know, you're, you're kind of leaving behind all of the work that you were you were sort of doing. And I, if I'm not coming across very clear, you can uh, you can just be patient with me because I promise I'll, I'll get to it uh, as as the show begins to develop. But I just kind of want to set the stage there. And and a lot of this is kind of inspired by the episode that I did. There is no right way. And if you haven't checked that out, definitely uh, feel free to, to go back after you listen to this episode. And you'll kind of hear the the reference. But one of the things I mentioned there when it was talking about different types of uh, personalities, right? Like how they self-actualize, how they truly respond as the best version of themselves, right? And the one that I identified most with when it talks about the highest level of self-actualization, right? Being your, your best self was the was reaching a point where you sort of just surrender to something bigger than yourself and allow the the world the universe to kind of take you where it may with this notion that you've given yourself to this higher purpose in, in life right and that was something that stuck with me a lot 
you know, from from when we I, I took a break last week and that was something I was kind of stewing on since that episode. So I guess the last like week and a half or so. And and I guess this idea of surrender when I dug into it for the show was um, a blog post and they re- referenced this book called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And uh, and he has this podcast um, that I've, I've been listening to uh, over the last week. And basically, I, I guess he's like a yoga instructor now or something like that. And he just records the sessions that he has with people uh, when he's talking to them. And and that's the podcast. And uh, I've been into it. I mean, it's nothing kind of fancy. It's very like raw. Somebody speaking to you. But he, he talks about a lot of really incredible ways of sort of getting the noise out from your head and being able to sort of be incredibly present and and just uh, be open to allowing things to kind of unravel the way that they will. So I want to dive into that. We'll, we'll talk a bit about how he he thinks of things. Uh, we'll get into that in our for the people in the back segment. And we'll just do kind of a, a deep dive into this, you know, uh, this idea of surrender. I have a couple of different places that I pulled some some really cool kind of blurbs from and quotes that I think helps explain this to kind of allow us all to have a bit more peace, because I can imagine I'm not the only one who kind of, you know, is trying to do something. And then, you know, you're you're putting yourself out there to chase after your goals. And it's like, OK, I sent this email to this person and like, it's the most painful waiting process, you know, as you wait for this person to to respond to your email, you wait to hear more about this opportunity. If it's like a job interview that you went on, you're waiting for that that job offer to come in. And I know for me at times, it's literally made me feel like physically sick, right? Maybe feeling so anxious about it that I become depressed that I, I just kind of want to sleep the day away until this email comes up, right? And that's like, something I'm trying to avoid, you know, in, in aspects of my life and why I think this idea of surrender is so incredibly powerful and, and important and one that I've been exploring. And, and as always, you know, if I'm exploring something and I think that it's powerful, I want to make sure I share it with, with everybody who, who listens to this podcast. So we're going to get into all that. And then also in the Mijenta segment, I'll give you kind of uh, some specific examples of stuff that I've been dealing with, how I've been kind of viewing it and, and how I kind of want to reframe uh, my mind when it comes to goal setting and goal achievement and all of those different things. Now, we won't have a Ask a Gringo segment for today's show. It just didn't make sense with this. But I think either way, hopefully you'll have something you can take away from this. And if you have any questions that pertain to it, it'd be great to kind of just DM me. And, and I'd love to kind of discuss it with anybody who, who it resonates with. But with that said, man, let's kind of do a deep dive into this idea of surrender in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right. So like I said, this whole thing started kind of with that that episode I did uh, a couple weeks ago. There is no right way. And then this blog post that referenced the book by Michael Singer called The Surrender Experiment. Right. And like I said, I've been listening to to Michael Singer's podcast. I think it's just called the Michael Singer podcast. And, um, you know, just hearing his his notion of surrender. Right. And for him, it's it's a lot about quieting your your mind. Right. We all have these sort of conflicting thoughts that happen in our mind, the, these these things that we're battling all day, right? These thoughts that we feel like we can't control, like the noise that's always constantly happening, the way we're analyzing things, the way we're judging things, right? And and his whole, I guess, grand goal when it comes to this is finding a way to quiet all of that so you literally are just kind of in the present moment and you're you're mentally calm and, and there and just accepting of whatever happens, whatever comes to you, good or bad, right? 
and a, a couple of interesting things that I'll pull from from that podcast that I was I was learning from him. And uh, I still have to pick up this this book. Audible is being real cheap with the credits these days. So I got to wait till my Audible credits come back later this month. But I'm definitely going to try and pick up that book from him via Audible. And and one thing he talks about is, um, first and foremost, everything that is happening in the world is so much bigger than any of us, right? And and for any of us to think that we have some sort of control over the outcome of, of pretty much, you know, anything is, is absolutely ridiculous. Now, listen, we can do our part, right? I think that there's the idea of like, uh, you know, preparation uh, meets opportunity, right? That's how you, you have success. But well, that's what people will call luck. But, you know, remember, it's preparation. And then the opportunity has to come. Now we can put ourselves again in the best position to get an opportunity, but something greater than ourselves still has to allow that opportunity to to happen, right? Whether it is a, a job uh, opening up, right? That opportunity still has to be presented. Maybe somebody is leaving that company and moving on to another job and it presents us with the opportunity to move up or to get a new job, whatever it is, right? And we may be qualified, prepared for this. We're constantly looking, sending out resumes, but the opportunity still does need to present itself in some way, shape or form, right? And that right there is bigger than ourselves. Call it the universe, call it God, whatever you want want to, whatever uh, you know, sort of visualization works best for you. But there is something greater at work than just us. No matter how hard of a hustler you are, no matter how you know uh, goal oriented you are, how organized you are, there is still something greater than yourself that sort of has to click in order for for things to really happen for you. And uh, and and he talks about how like it, the world has been doing what it's doing long before we were even an idea. And once we're off this planet, once we're no longer here in the physical sense, the world is going to continue doing what it does, right? Regardless of our own you know, sort of uh, ideas of how things should be or how things shouldn't be. And, and uh, regardless of how quickly or we think things should be happening for us, the world is going to do what it does. There's so many different forces, so many different people and, and things at play that affect the outcome in our everyday life, you know, be it how, you know, quickly we go to get a, a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Like I can't control if there's traffic on the road, if there is construction, right? You know, I can't control if there's a line at the Dunkin' Donuts, all those those different things, right? You know, I can control uh, the goal I set of going to get that cup of coffee and, and, you know, completing that goal, my dedication to completing it. But I can't control everything in between. I can't control if the Dunkin' Donuts is out of, you know, uh, almond milk or some shit like that. Uh, you know, when I get there, right, I can only react to what the 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 universe, what the world, what that Dunkin' Donuts is is giving me. And this isn't an ad for Dunkin' Donuts, but I would gladly take a Dunkin Donuts endorsement if anybody is listening to this that uh, has some sort of connection love me some Dunkin Donuts but regards to that what it, the point of this is there are greater forces that are so much larger than us at work and we have to sort of recognize that they don't need to uh, you know uh, come and and make things happen when we say they do right like those forces will make things happen when it's time to make things happen right when they see fit there's only but so much that we are in control of them and we have to be able to let go of that and and appreciate the beauty in the fact that there's something so much bigger than ourselves out there uh that that is really kind of controlling the the strings if you will right and and one of the other examples that he he brings up on the podcast when i was listening is this idea of of the bird uh in the water right and it's this idea of a bird that is essentially like drowning in a in a pond right and the bird is going crazy trying to, to, to get out of the 
uh, water and it's flapping its wings and it's trying to get, you know, essentially trying to jump out of the water and do all these different things. But it's doing everything except realizing that if it slowed down for a second, it probably would just float on the water and then it could just fly away from the water, right? But instead, it, it's freaking out and, and drowning itself, essentially, because it's trying to fight against the natural state of the water, which the water is always going to be moving. The water is reacting to whatever it is that you're doing. So if you are flapping like crazy, uh, the water is going to become choppier and more tumultuous, right? If you are calm, the water will calm down and and uh, and, and you won't be sort of going under like that, right? And that's kind of the, the analogy he's using. And basically what he says is, um, you know, our, our brains uh, are are having basically that daily battle in our head, right? When we're having all of these different thoughts that are popping up in our head, we're remembering some old argument from fucking 10 years ago, and we're we're now mad at ourselves because we didn't come up with the perfect response, or we're ashamed of ourselves because we said something dumb, right? And and we're our mind is going there. Our mind is going to something random on the road that is pissing us off, right? Our mind is going all over the place, right? And And it's just running circles for, for no apparent reason. And, and it's like that bird that is just drowning in the water. And the goal when it comes to surrendering is is just allowing yourself to be presently where you are, not trying to figure out anything else, right? Not trying to uh, make the water do something that it's it's not intended to do, right? Your 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 goal is to just go with the flow of it all. And that's the idea of of surrender. And you know, I don't want to take away kind of the uh, you know the importance of living and taking action and things like that. But I, I think for me, what I've begun to kind of realize on this break, and I'll, I'll get into it in the Mijente segment a bit deeper, but it's this idea of like knowing when to put your foot on the gas and then also when to take it off, right? And I, I think it's it's finding that that balance within yourself. And and that's sort of where I think a lot of that peace that the idea of surrender um, um, comes from, right? And I also pulled up this, uh, this blog post from meetmindful.com, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it's called The Science of Surrender, and it's by Ashley Turner. And, and she starts it first and foremost with this quote uh, that, that it says, Surrender is complete acceptance of what is, knowing it will all be okay, even without my input, right? And I think that's incredibly important, you know, and, and powerful, right? Knowing that it will all be okay, even without my input. And I think so many of us, are trying to control every aspect of, of life, right? Be it uh, what happens to our family or what's happening with our neighbors or our job, all these different things, right? And and granted, there are times when you do have to step in, you do have to take action. You can't just allow things to kind of fall by the wayside. But there are also times you have to recognize, I've done all that I can. I need to just allow things to play out as they will and and then have that faith that things will play out the way that they're supposed to, right? And I know that's far easier said than done to get to a place of like acceptance of like, you know, I really want this job, but you know, if I don't get it, it wasn't meant to be. And we all say that, we all hear that from people and it's really hard. It's like a tough pill to swallow, especially when you get your heart set on things, you know, but that is just the truth. You know, I I, I think I've talked about this a bunch of the podcast, but I view life kind of as this movie. And, you know, while you're in the midst of the movie, you don't understand how all of these things are going to end and, you know, uh, you know what exactly is happening. But when you get to the end of the movie, it, it all makes sense, right? Every single thing that happened led to this perfect sort of ending that 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 tends to be right. And uh, in that blog post, Ashley talks about a uh, quote, 
Surrendering means to let go of control over a person, circumstance, or outcome. The need to control is rooted in fear. We're afraid of what will happen in a situation if it turns out differently than how we think it should. Should being the key word here. Man, and, and that's powerful. I'm, I'm going to touch on that. I'm going to finish the paragraph she has here. She says, uh, when we try to control something, we assume that we know what's best and omnipotently see through the eyes of spirit. When we control, we conclude that our agenda is best for everyone. The problem is that control stems from our personal projections, belief systems, and attachments. Our attempt to prove our worth, feel good, and be right. Now, she said a lot here. I want to go back to that previous paragraph and, and talk about that, how we're afraid of what will happen if the situation turns out differently than, than how we think it it should, right? And this is something I, I, I've struggled with for a long time. I know for me, you know, I, I've been pursuing a career in the entertainment industry in various forms, you know, since I was 17 years old. And I can remember certain times at my lowest points, sort of like, almost literally, actually literally sometimes crying out to God and, and saying, you know, why are you making it so difficult for me? I'm a good person. You know, my heart is pure. I'm not trying to fuck anybody over. I'm not trying to, um, you know, do this for, for ill reasons. I, I just want to find uh, success because I, I, I want to do something that I love doing. And, uh, and and that was me basically saying like this I, I'm mad because things aren't turning out the way that they should and and should isn't a real thing I think should is is a you know a great goal right I'd like for things to work out in this way but you never are 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 intended to be married to that right I think ideally you're you're striving for that because it sort of sets you know a a point on the map for you to run towards but at the end of the day. You have to be open and accepting of of what may happen that could be completely different than that, right? And sometimes things work out exactly as planned. Other times they they don't. And I think it's finding the peace in in either of those things, knowing that if it works out exactly as planned, then you were right. That's exactly where you're supposed to be. But if it doesn't, you have to be happy because the the universe, the, the God, the world led you to somewhere else that that you know you're actually supposed to be at, right? It, it saved you from a, a place that you're not supposed to be, and I think that's what's incredibly important and then I, I love this last thing she talked about was that our control um it, it stems from an attempt to prove our worth right to, to feel good to be right and and that's so many of us you know in in life that, that's a human flaw it's ego at the end of the day right we we all want to be right we all want to win that argument we all want to uh be able to stand up proud when we're, we're correct about something right and we we've proven our our worth to somebody right that we can set this goal and achieve exactly what we we stated right and uh and that's all your your ego talking that's all your your ego clouding you from from having the ability to have true presence and to to be accepting of whatever the hell life throws at you because you know at, at the end of the day the the universe the world is, is going to give you exactly what you what you need right and it may not be what you necessarily want in that moment but I, I I really believe that things tend to work out perfectly as long as you don't get in your own way, right? As long as you don't do something that that totally takes you out of the running of of being happy and 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 being successful in in your own way, right? Uh, and the the last thing for this this segment that I want to kind of um, touch on when it comes to this idea of surrender, and this is from Chopra.com, 
And uh, it's five ways to surrender spiritually. And and this, I think, is a good practice to kind of, you know, get into this this mode of, of being able to just accept everything as it is, right? And and being in this this place of peace. I mean, think about it. Like, you know, traffic is, is stressful, right? Let's talk about that. I mean, so many people have, you know, drive to work every day, sit in traffic, drive home from work every day, sit in traffic, right? All of that is incredibly stressful. It's annoying. You want to just get home. You want to get to where you have to be. You don't want to sit in the car longer than you have to, right? But what makes traffic even worse? It's when we are stressing ourselves out about it, right? When we're bitching and moaning about it, when we're getting angry and frustrated about it, we're the ones actually making traffic that much worse, right? In reality, we're sitting in a car, probably air conditioned. There's music playing. Like, it's really not that bad. It's really honestly no different than if we're just driving and there's no traffic, right? The difference is that we're just moving at a slower pace. And we're the ones who apply this sort of meaning to it, that this is a terrible experience, right? I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I think all of us have had some sort of moment where we were like, gave into traffic, like we weren't in a rush to get anywhere. We were just like, fuck it, it's traffic, it is what it is. And you're just enjoying a good podcast. You're enjoying, uh, you know, a, a good uh, playlist on, on a streaming app. You're listening to the radio, whatever it is. And like the car ride wasn't that bad, right? I mean, shit, think about it. How many times do you, I know I do this, when you you get home and you're listening to like a something that you has you really sucked in, like an audio book or a podcast, and uh, you just sit in the car, like in your driveway a little bit longer just because you want to finish up hearing it or you want to listen to a little bit more of it, right? Like during those times, you wish it took you longer to get home so that you could have ingested more of that content, right? And that's just a, a flip of the of the mindset. When you are no longer concerned about the traffic and you're you're just... Um, present with the moment and and what's available to you in that moment, you you aren't as pissed off about the fact that you know you're you're sitting there uh, in, in traffic on the on the way home, right? And that's what I mean. Like all this stuff is is we make things worse for ourselves with our lack of acceptance of of just you know rolling with the fucking punches at the end of the day, right? And uh, I want to interject that in there. But let's take a quick break, and then we'll dive back into all of this. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. All right, we are back, and I want to get to this this five ways to surrender spiritually because I, I always love talking about you know practical steps instead of just talking about the issue or talking about the thing that we're we're trying to uh, you know discuss. But one of the, the the steps that they talk about again is from Chopra.com, and I'll put the the link in the show notes. Uh, the first one they they say is faith, right? Quote: To fully surrender, you must have faith, or as Indian philosopher Sri. Arubindo described it as the soul's belief in the divine's existence, its wisdom, power, love, and grace. No need to think of anything else. No need to go anywhere else. No need to deviate anywhere from your goal. It is a state of total confidence and respect for all things. This is to have faith in your spiritual teachers, in the teachings, and in yourself. The faith that helps you accept everything, the good and bad, equally, right? And I love that it's it's about confidence, knowing that your journey is going to take you where it's supposed to take you. You're going to get to where you are supposed to go, right? You're going to achieve that goal in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's not exactly as planned. Maybe it is. Whichever whichever way it ends up being, it's going. You're going to get to where you need to go. You just have to have that faith in it, right? And then having that faith and having that confidence in it, you know, when things go awry when they're not going according to plan but you have that that strong confidence in your ability and where you're going it those things tend to to be kind of you know you're able to to kind of easily forget about something right you know you're you're able to to easily brush off something that happens right if i'm having a great day i'm gonna go back to the car uh analogy like i'm having an amazing day i'm on my way to you know a vacation i'm about to have the best day ever and some asshole cuts me off on the road like chances are if i'm having an amazing day I'm just going to be like, all right, whatever. That guy's a fucking asshole. And just keep it moving, right? I'm not going to let this person ruin the incredible, incredible time that I'm having in my life, right? And and that's sort of what, what this talks about with faith. Now, the second one is patience. It says, you also need patience. Faith and patience complement each other. Each is both the cause as well as the effect of the other. Both are the means as well as the end of the other. Between them, they contain a complete code of conduct for a spiritual life. Indian spiritual master Shirdi Sai Baba emphasized them as necessary for harmony and well-being. The patience to allow things to unfold naturally with the understanding that everything you need will automatically come your way at the perfect moment. And this is one that I I struggle with a lot, and I'll, I'll get into it a bit more in the Mijente segment. But you know, I'm I'm somebody who's always like taking action. I'm trying to be highly efficient, even on my days off. I'm like trying to efficiently do as many things as possible, you know, and and stick to a certain clock that's imaginary in my head. And patience is is really difficult, you know. But 
sometimes I, I think that when you're when you're bulldozing ahead too much, you're you're kind of like, you know, running past the the sort of fruition of your of your work, right? It's like you planted a bunch of seeds and rather than like nourishing those seeds and then watching them grow, you are literally just like running, you know, miles and miles down the road, throwing random seeds down, right? And and then getting frustrated that you're you're not seeing your plants grow. But the reality is like you're outrunning your your work, right? I believe and that's why I said I think there's a time for the gas pedal and there's a time for the break. And again, we'll talk more about that in the, the Mijente segment. Now, the third one they talk about is awareness. Surrender requires you to be aware. You need to remain focused and diligent and overcome any doubts. While the normal concept of surrender is one of contraction, spiritual surrender is one of expansion. The more you surrender, the more your awareness expands. And this can only come when you live with an alertness that stems from love. And I I love this thing of awareness, right? Because I think this is what so many of us miss out on. We're, we're so fixated. We have this tunnel vision towards this one goal and the way that we planned of getting there that we end up losing awareness of all that's actually happening around us, right? And and that's why I I love the idea that the journey is kind of the prize, right? And that's why people say that because the, the goal is great. The goal it, it got you out of bed in the morning, right? But the journey is where you're going to be able to start seeing things develop and where you're going to get a real clear idea of what exactly you should or shouldn't be doing, right? And, and that awareness allows you to see things that, you know, you weren't planning on, but that actually might end up being better than what you what you originally planned. I think that that tends to be the case. Sometimes we might not have been dreaming uh, or, or setting a big enough goal. Right. And then all of a sudden something unplanned happens. And, and if we have our, our head up, we can see it and we end up in a better position than we ever intended. I think that's the, the basis when they talk about uh, awareness. Now, number four is uh, is meditation. They talk about meditation is an act of surrender and the single most powerful tool you have on your spiritual journey. By turning your awareness away from normal activity and settling to quieter and quieter levels of the mind, you can reconnect with your true essential self. When you slip into the silent spaces between thoughts, you surrender the small self and all its limitations to your unbounded eternal self. You submerge your own identity into that of divine, where I, me, and mine disappear into the bliss of oneness. And then they give you these uh, kind of daily meditations you know, to ask yourself, who am I? What do I want? What is my purpose? What am I grateful for? You can ask these questions at the level of your heart or your higher self, and then just listen to whatever answer arises from within. Without evaluation, this is to a form of surrender. You are going beyond the ego to hear your guidance from a higher being. And I've been doing this a lot lately. And um, it, it's funny, I didn't even kind of realize I didn't read it from this article. But uh, my intuition was, you know, I felt like I was getting a bit away from what I thought my goals were, or, or not even really having clarity. I just felt like, you know, the things I was striving for, I just felt this really big kind of gap between myself and them, my ideas, my creativity. And I began to really kind of meditate over the, the last week and a half, uh, having this time off, and trying to just like, you know, hear what was going on inside of me, like really hear my voice and not be concerned, like it said, with the ego, right? The the part of you that is is sort of reacting to outside forces or trying to maybe do things for a certain reaction. You know, I tried to kind of just meditate on something and allow thoughts and ideas to come to me um, that that made sense, right? And not put any judgment on them, right? Actually, not even trying to allow them to make sense, but but just letting those thoughts happen and then processing as they come and and seeing where is my mind automatically going, right? If I'm asking myself, who am I? What do I want to do? What is my purpose? 
you know, where does my mind automatically go when I'm not trying to guide it, right? When I'm just sitting in that state of just like, you know, seeing my thoughts pass by me. And that's what I do when I meditate. I kind of just like, um, it, it's almost like this rotation that's happening that I, I kind of see my my thoughts in, right? I just see them kind of float in front of me and it moves from one to the other and one to the other. And and if something, you know, is kind of profound, I'll focus on it for a second, you know, just see where where it takes me if I'm, I'm focusing on that idea a little bit deeper. But I'm allowing my my internal self to speak to me, right? And I think that so many of us have so much noise internally, but also outside that we get clouded with what we really want, right? Our parents are pushing us in a certain direction. Our spouse is pushing us in a certain direction. Our jobs, society, whatever it is, right? And it begins to seep into our thoughts and 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 unknowing to us subconsciously begins to guide us on certain paths or directions. And, and then all of a sudden, someday we wake up and we're like, shit, I don't even know why I was doing that. This doesn't make me happy. This career, this relationship, this, you know, job, this house, this, you know, area that I live in, whatever it is, doesn't fulfill me. But I was doing it because I was I was allowing myself to kind of be influenced by outside sources and then sort of tell myself, oh, yeah, but that's that's what I want as well. Allowing those things to kind of uh, make me feel like, you know, uh, they're exactly what I want to be doing. Right. Allowing them to kind of cloud my own my own vision. And that's kind of what the idea of, of meditation. And then they talk about yoga, uh, bhakti yoga. And I, I don't do yoga, but I, I think one of the things they're talking about is this idea of like movement. And I, I've seen it put in different ways, uh, you know, exercise and just getting outside and and different things like that, allowing yourself to essentially relieve stress, right? Because that's what movement, that's what exercise does. That's what getting your heart rate up does. It allows you to relieve some of that tension. I know for me, when I went to the Hoffman process, which was like a, a personal growth retreat, we had a lot of exercises where we literally physically were like smashing things. Uh, and and that's sort of like this recommended practice, like find some sort of way to look at your patterns, the things that you don't like in your life. I'm speaking specifically about the Hoffman process here. And then find something physical that you can act out on those things and sort of remove them from your life. Right. I know for me, one thing I was trying to do was like set up my drums again and and use those as something physical I do, you know, uh, or I, I love going and like riding my my bike and then playing basketball, you know, for in the morning. That's what I, something I was doing a lot last summer that I'm trying to get into again. But something physical to kind of relieve some of that tension because tension, you know, even if it's in your mind at first, it begins to kind of, you know, uh, reveal itself in a physical sense as well. Your shoulders feel tight, you know, you you feel stressed, right? Those knots that you get in your in your back, right? All of that is from this mental tension that you have and, and physical activity allows you to kind of relieve some of that that stress. And that's what they, they talk about in this idea of surrender. You're able to kind of get some of these things out of your your body and and, and off of you, you know. Um, now that was kind of the heady, uh, you know, spiritual way of, of looking at things. And now for like the, the Mijente segment, I want to kind of look a bit about how I've been struggling with this. And then also what made me kind of come to this idea of wanting to surrender, uh, you know, and, and, and the things that I've kind of been dealing with in my own career in life and, and how I've practically trying to approach this whole concept. And we'll, we'll do that in our Mijente segment. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. All right, so for for the Mijete segment, I wanted to kind of just touch on some things that I'm currently, I guess, going through or how I kind of got to this place right now where I was so enthralled by the idea of, of surrender. And and actually, I think my my introduction to the concept of surrendering came like a few months ago, which, which I didn't even kind of realize. I was reminded of it today as I was prepping for the podcast, but I was listening to this uh, this podcast with Mark Ronson. He's doing it for The Fader. And he's interviewing the 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 singer of this band called Japanese Breakfast, right? And they're like a interesting, like kind of indie indie band. It's really like fronted by by a woman. Um, I can't remember her name, but she's kind of the entire band. But she talks about this idea of of being a musician for a long time, and she was in a band that like never was big, but was big enough to kind of tour. But they were living out of their van, and you know they would come home from tour, have to go back to their normal jobs and things like that. And she had been kind of doing this whole route probably for something like 10 years, I don't, whatever it was at the time. And and for her, she was just kind of like, listen, um, I'm over this life, you know. Uh, I, I think one of the band members was leaving and it was a kind of a time where she was just like, you know what, maybe this is like a sign for me to kind of get out of this dream of being a musician and and to kind of just put it all behind me. You know, I, I want to move on from this life. I'm getting older. Uh, you know, I want to have a more stable life. And and so she she ended that band and then, she basically was like, you know, I'm going to just put out an album of music that's on my heart that I love. And and I'm not having any expectations for it. Uh, I I don't want to put it out with a big label. I, I don't want to press a ton of copies of like the, the vinyl. I literally just want to make the album that I want to listen to. And that's it. This is just for me. This is like uh, for her. This was like a cathartic way of like closing the, the chapter on, on her music career. Right. So she records writes produces all these songs essentially by herself and calls it japanese breakfast she finds a really tiny indie record label that literally i think was like a record store out of uh, baltimore if i'm not mistaken and uh 
And they agree. And she's like, listen, I just want like, you know, 100 copies on vinyl pressed up and I'll be super happy, you know. Uh, and she was like, you know, maybe over the span of a year or two, I can, you know, sell these. But, you know, for me, this is like a success at this point. And, and the label was cool with that. You know, she told them, like, listen, I'm not going to do any touring. I'm not going to do any any real promotion for it. You know, this is really just for me to get something out there that that's been on my heart. And they were cool with it. And, and you know, kind of against her will, they they decided to hire a PR company to send it out to blogs and things like that. And she was kind of like, why, why even bother? You know, I'm not looking for anything bigger. And all of a sudden, this album starts getting critical acclaim by all the big music blogs. And all of a sudden the band like blows up and it's not really a band at this point. Right. And all of a sudden there's all this attention that she had been striving for and working so damn hard for, for the last 10 years, she's now getting it on a project that she literally just looked at as something that was selfishly for herself. Right. And, and that I, and Mark Ronson brings up, yeah, that's kind of this idea of surrendering, right? Because basically she gave up all expectations of what this album was supposed to be. You know, she literally just said, I want to make what I am feeling, what's on my heart. And and it turned out to be literally her best music and and the album that it would give her the career that she had been striving for before that, right? And it's the idea that that surrender and that sort of, uh, you know, uh, lack of focus on the outcome allowed her to produce something that was genuine and and true and essentially allowed her to tap into the clarity needed to creatively produce her best work to date. And I just found that to be so powerful and it resonated with me, you know, because again, like I started the show saying, I've always been this brute force type of person, you know, uh, forcing my way through things. And and even as I've been kind of pondering a lot of this stuff of like, I always feel like I haven't mastered anything because I just figure out ways to be good enough to find the success that I'm looking for to achieve a certain goal. And then I like move on to the next thing, right? That's what I mean about this idea of brute force. I'm, I'm always concerned with the outcome. And, you know, I talk a lot about how the journey is the prize, right? But it's still a struggle for me to sit there and be able to be present in the journey and not not worry about the numbers, right? Not worry about how things are, are turning out, the success of it all, you know? Not, not trying to prove my parents wrong about a, a career in the entertainment industry, right? Not trying to be the first person to do something or to prove all the haters wrong on the on the internet who are telling me I'm crazy for for leaving things or doing the you know the things that I want to do. And there was a ton of people, you know, when I left my my last gig in radio. But, you know, I had a lot of opportunities like that 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 happened uh over the last year. You know, when I left the Breakfast Club, probably in the next week or two, I was presented with a really big opportunity to audition for a, a morning radio show. And, you know, that audition process lasted for for months. And uh I, I can I can say it now, but it was uh it was the get up uh, a, a morning show and uh, I was guest hosting it and we were going on for, for months and it was like, OK, you know, you're one of the final people we're considering and now you're down to the final two. And it looked like it was going to be, you know, my job. And then, um, you know, and throughout that process, I was getting increasingly frustrated because it was like, I want this, you know, I want this outcome because this is going to prove everybody wrong that I was right in leaving the Breakfast Club and now I'm their competition type of shit. Right. And and obviously I'm building it up in my head. Right. But uh I, I became obsessed with it so much that literally I would be like sitting there refreshing my emails every single day, obsessively waking up like, oh, my God, did they email me today to give me the gig? You know, uh, any updates I'd be emailing them. Right. So like I became so fucking obsessed with this thing that I physically began to become depressed, began to be become anxious. You know, um, my, my self-worth, my value felt like it was diminishing my my hunger and appetite to do other things felt like it was diminishing. Right. Because I was putting so much value on this one thing 
instead of just surrendering and saying things are going to work out the way they're supposed to. If I'm supposed to be on that show, it's my job. Nobody else could take it away from me. And if not, there's going to be plenty of opportunities. But for me, I recognize this as my one and only way of proving people wrong. Uh, I recognize this as the big payday I was finally waiting for, right? That would allow me to start doing all the other ideas that I wanted to do, start allowing me to do all the other investments that I was hoping for, right? Like I had properties lined up that I was looking at that I wanted to invest in for for rental opportunities and things like that. And I was like, man, I'm just waiting on this check to come in, waiting on this offer letter to come in from, from this uh, this radio show. And I literally was driving myself crazy. And that's where I think I had to begin to explore the idea of just like, being present and allowing things to come as they will because I it literally turned into like this idea of like an abusive relationship. When I think back on that situation, for me, I turned it into like this person that you've been chasing after, right? Like this girl that you've been obsessing after that like uh never answers your texts or phone calls, but like hits you up randomly at 1 a.m. to come over sometimes, right? And you want more. She's not willing to give you more and you're kind of always, you know, waiting on her beck and call like for her to text you back or some shit, right? this like abusive relationship that I'm sure all of us have had at some point in time, like in our younger days or whatever. And and that's what it became for me, this obsessive, abusive relationship. And it was because I refused to surrender to what the life had in store for me. Right. And the reality is now I can, I can tell you that it, it's all said and done. And, and the show ended up getting canceled before they hired somebody, but I can look at it and say, you know what? I don't think that would have been the long-term move for me. That that's not something that would have made me genuinely happy on a day in day out basis, right? Like that wasn't my purpose. I would have wanted more. It wouldn't have lasted long for me. It wouldn't have kept my interest for long. And the reality is me not getting it was a, a blessing in disguise for a multitude of other reasons that I, I won't get into publicly, but it, it truly turned out to be better for me, right? But because I obsessed over this one outcome that I got in my head and all that it would mean for me and all that it would mean to the people who were doubting me, uh, and for the the change that it would make in my life, you know, I obsessed over it so much that I literally became like a miserable human being as a result of it, you know, and uh, and and I think that again to me that's a great example of like had I've surrendered sooner, I probably would have been a lot happier during that time period and just enjoying enjoying the ride, you know what I mean? Because I was making really good money while I was filling in, I was I was having fun, right? And, and a lot of cool things were happening for me in my life, but I didn't get to enjoy it. Like literally an entire summer was wasted because I was miserable the entire summer into fall, you know, and uh, and and I regret that, you know, it, it it sucks. I wasn't present with like my new puppy and my girlfriend was here for the entire summer because at that time she was doing internship remotely. And like I didn't, you know, truly appreciate our time here because I was so obsessed with the outcome and and I wasn't able to be present to how incredible like the moment was to spend our first summer together in this in this home that I bought right and and the backyard that I had been building out and my new puppy and just enjoying the little things of, of life like I found it incredibly difficult during those times to appreciate them and just be happy right and just be present and that's something I definitely regret you know and and uh definitely like a big thing about this idea of surrender why it's so fascinating to me why I I'm trying to lunge head first into this idea of really just accepting things for for the way they are and the the last thing I'll, I'll kind of say that I feel like I, I recognize over this last week was that idea of patience, right? And I talked about this, the idea of taking your foot off the gas sometimes and just allowing everybody else to catch up, right? I think sometimes you have to have your, your foot to the ground, you know, going crazy, just driving, you know, uh, brute force through, right? But then you also have to, I think, take a bit of a break afterwards after you do a crazy run 
of like, let's say pulling all nighters and you're sending out a million and one emails, all these different things. You have to allow those things to develop, right? I can send out a hundred emails, but if those people don't check their email every single day, you know, I can't get frustrated that like, you know, the next day I haven't heard back. It's like, well, this person's going to get to it when they get to it, if they're interested, right? And that email might come a week later, two weeks later, whatever it is. And I have to be okay with that. And, uh, for me, the the I, I had gotten like a couple of emails last week that I had been waiting for or the week before um, of people like responding, like giving me a, an actual date that we were going to start something that I had been waiting on. Uh, and, and also, I've been like I've been mentioning on the podcast, I've been writing this book and it's really difficult for a first time author to get a book deal. There's so many different things at play and I've been trying to make the connections. I've been taking meetings, speaking to people. And, um, you know, I'm at the point now where I've written like two chapters of the book completely. I have the full outline. And that's kind of all you need to to pitch an idea for a book for a book publisher to pick you up or a book agent. And, you know, I, I went, sent out, you know, they call this marketing case. I went and like bombarded a ton of different book agents, a ton of different uh, publishers that accept uh, unsolicited requests. I went and hit up my lawyer, my manager, you know, had them connect me to people they know. And I'm just, you know, kind of really, you know, uh, scraping at the bottom of the barrel at this point, right? And I'm getting frustrated because I'm not hearing back or my lawyer's not responding quick enough or my manager's not responding quick enough, whatever it is. And and I had this this realization of, man, I've I've done everything I possibly could do in this situation. You know what I mean? Like I'm hitting wall after wall after wall because I probably just need to chill for a second because I've exhausted all of my resources. So now I need to allow those things to 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 come to fruition, right? I need to allow the seeds that I planted to grow, right? Like I wouldn't plant a strawberry, you know, uh, seeds in my, in my backyard and then expect, uh, them to, to be ready to, to pick the next weekend, right? Like they, they, it, things take time to develop, especially with books. It's like, they, they even say on the websites, it takes like six to eight months for them to get back to you or some shit. Right. But I, I this is a long winded way of, of kind of just letting you into kind of what I've been realizing. But like, you know, I think, that 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 key of of I've done everything I can now I, I just kind of have to sit back and, and maintain right so uh you know I have to do the things that I I have to do right I have to do this podcast twice a week I have certain things that I have to be a part of each week but outside of that you know I've already exhausted everything for this other opportunity I'm trying to create so let me just give it some time and allow people to get back to me and allow people to check out what I've been doing and, and, and to, to allow them to, you know, develop whatever questions or interests they may or may not have. Right. And I know it's difficult to kind of be like, okay, but when do I know when to stop and like lay off the gas? And I think what I've been able to kind of sum it all up in a way is that as long as you've executed your plan or your idea to the best of your ability, right. And you've allowed yourself to remain open and aware to unexpected opportunities, then there's nothing else for you to do. Right. Like sometimes you just have to let things be as they may and they're going to develop the way that they're meant to be. Right. And you have to be OK with that. And there, you should be OK with that because, you know, you did everything in your power. I can't control if somebody loves my idea. I can't control if they read my email. Uh, you know, I can't control any of that. I just know that I wrote the best that I possibly could at that time and sent it to the people that that, you know, could have the potential of helping me publish it. Right. And the only thing I can do now is just sit back and write the rest of the book and and then see what happens when it's done, right? Because that's all I can control. I, I, I got myself to the point of where I had enough of it done to pitch it. But now that I've pitched it, 
let's just finish the book for myself and see what happens, right? In in a few months when I when I finish it, let's see who is interested, you know, who's not interested, what options I have available to me, right? But I, I have to release the expectations that I have at this point, right? Because I've done everything that I could. I, I can't go into it with any expectations. I can just go into it with knowing exactly what is in my power and what isn't, right? And what is in my power is the action that I take to, to put it out there, to get it into people's hands, to writing the best I could, to editing it, proofreading what I'm sending out, all of the above. But once I've done that, it's out of my hands. There's nothing else I could do. And again, with, with the exception of this project, all that's left is for me to just finish it, even if it's just for myself. If I want to write a book, I should just write the book now, right? I've already seen who may or may not be interested in it or at least sent it out to them. And now all that's left is for me to do the thing I set out to do because that thing is actually in my control. I can control if the book gets finished or not, right? And and that's just, again, a long-winded kind of like personal story of, of how I've been going through this idea of surrender that I wanted to share with you. And hopefully it's something you can apply with, uh, you know, to, to whatever you have going on uh, in, in your life or, or something that might be frustrating or maybe not moving quick enough. Like we're all kind of going through those things and this is kind of how I've begun to found, find peace in the things that I can't control. Now, with that said, let's kind of tie everything we've been talking about in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. All right, so I, I kind of want to bring back that one quote that I started the show with um, saying, surrender is complete acceptance of what is knowing it will all be okay, even without my input. And I, I love that right there because that brings us back to this idea of faith, which I, I mentioned, you know, it's the, the confidence and knowing that even if I'm not hands-on for every single thing, it's all going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. I'm going to be okay in the end, right? As long as I've done my part. And it's that idea, again, what people call luck, uh, you know, which is preparation meeting opportunity, right? The only part of that that I'm truly in control of is the preparation, right? Me making my product or my brand as strong as possible and then me putting myself in a position to possibly meet somebody or, you know, send it to somebody or get it in front of somebody, whatever it might be, right? But I'm not in control of that opportunity truly coming to fruition, right? All that stuff is is somebody checking their email, somebody showing up to an event, somebody having the time to talk to me. I can't control any of those things. I just control the preparation, right? And 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 life will then bring me the opportunity. And it may not be the opportunity that I'm uh, specifically seeking, but that life will always bring me the right opportunity. And that's what you have to have your faith in. Even if things seem like they're not going well for you, you know, at the current moment, if things are all over the place, whatever it might be, you have to maintain that faith just, just as it always has. Life will figure out a way to get you out of that bad situation. Life will figure out a way to reward you for your hard work to to put you in a in a better place somehow some way right and you have to have uh faith uh, you know in, in in that happening as well have that confidence and then also man the awareness part which we mentioned as well which is one of the five ways to surrender spiritually having the awareness of all that's going on around you you can't be blind to your your specific path that you've laid out and think that that's the only way to win the only way to get to where you want to be you have to have the awareness for all that's happening around you as you're taking action because life will show you other opportunities and many, many times there are actually opportunities that are better for you than even the one that you imagined for yourself. But you have to be aware. You can't have your head down 
walking blindly. You have to have, you know, chin up, looking at everything that's happening around you and be open to whatever other opportunities that, you know, may be unplanned uh, that, that present themselves for you. And then, uh, man, I, I think for, for me, you know, when I, I talk specifically about my, my story, you know, I think it's that idea of knowing when to hit the gas and when to, to pump the brakes, right? And I, I think that that's an incredible balance to have, right? You know, it's, it's understanding that you've done everything in your power. You've checked all the boxes, right? You've come up with the plan and you've tried to execute that plan to the best of your ability. And you've, you know, you're aware of all that's happening around you. You're keeping your head up. You're not being married to just one outcome. And, and if you can say all of that, then at the end of the day, you've done all that you can do and you should feel at, at peace for that, right? You should feel incredibly comfortable with knowing that piece of information, right? And just allowing the universe to do with it whatever it, it, it thinks is best for you. And you have to find that, that peace within, you know, within yourself. Um, you know, I, I love that idea of like water. And Bruce Lee talks about this, right? You have to be like water. Water takes the shape of any, anything that you put it in any, you put it in a cup, it takes the shape of the cup, you know? So I, I think that that that's kind of the, the analogy there, you know, you have to allow yourself to, to be flexible to where life is going to take you to where the journey might take you to, uh, you know, there being greater forces at work than just yourself and, and have the ability to accept the fact that things will work out the way that they are supposed to and, and not allow yourself to just be married to one concept, one idea, one person, one career, whatever it it might be, you know, and uh, as long as you've executed things to the best of your ability, that's all that matters. You know, you have to have to find a way to release expectations from from each situation that you go into. Right. You know, how many times like you go out with a bunch of your friends and, you know, you're expecting it to be like the greatest night ever. And and then you, you know, it ends and you're kind of like disappointed, you know, or like a movie you were really excited to go see and then you're disappointed in it. Right. It's like your expectations were were too high. You put expectations on that situation and and now you're disappointed because it didn't live up to these high expectations that you had for yourself. But you're the person to blame, right? You're you're the one to blame for that that situation because you you tried to make something what you wanted it to be rather than allowing that thing, that situation to just be what it was, right? And in you trying to make it be something more than what it actually is, you ruined that experience for yourself, you know, you ruined that interaction for yourself with your friends, whatever, whatever it was, right. And, and that's kind of the, the idea, you know, you have to allow things, allow people to to be what they are, to be who they are. Uh, and, and that's how you avoid being disappointed. You know, it's when you release yourself from those expectations and, and just allow yourself to experience the moment to experience the person experience whatever it may be, you know, and you you do your best to uh, experience that that moment, that you know, goal, that thing you're working on. You allow yourself to bring the best version of yourself to the table in whatever you're doing, and that's all that matters. Anything else that does or doesn't happen as a result of it, you know, really should have little to no meaning to you. You know, you you did everything that you possibly could. You can't fight against things that are far greater than any of us that have existed uh, long before we were even an idea, and will exist long after. You know we uh, have, have become dirt in the in the ground, essentially, right? You can't fight against those things. You can only control what you can control and be okay with everything else and just have confidence that you're going to end up exactly where you're supposed to be 
and and in a place that is exactly what you need. And uh, you just got to find find that faith and, and find a way to surrender to the beauty of, of life and, and the plans and the things that are at work that, that we can't see. Now, with that said, hope this resonated with y'all. Hope it hope it gave you kind of a good perspective of like the mindset that I've been developing as of late and trying to hone. And I hope that you try to adapt it, uh, you know, for your, for your own life as well. I think it's incredibly beneficial and you know, to bring you a, a sense of peace. I know the times that I've been able to tap in. So over the last couple of weeks of like just allowing myself to be, um, you know, I felt incredibly peaceful and relaxed and, and just grateful, you know, in those moments. So something I'm trying to definitely get more into and be more present and, and focus on this idea of just surrendering to what whatever life, uh, you know, has in store for me. Now, thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode wherever you're listening like subscribe comment give us a review i would genuinely appreciate that if you have any ideas for future episodes dm me comment if you're watching this uh you know somewhere or, or uh dm me again on social media at dj dramos if you want to hear something if you have a specific idea or just let me know if you resonated with something from this let me know what part of this whole conversation maybe you found the most value out of uh man with that said i'll catch you on thursday for our thursday trends episode I apologize if you've been hearing my dog barking crazy in the background. I think he's having some real separation anxiety uh, right now. So he's going a little wild right now as I record this. But hope it wasn't too uh, loud in the recording. But until Thursday, stay safe. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 